What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Bennett from Underground Sports Philadelphia. Outside the Box has become such a huge success, we're giving it its own podcast feed. You guys have come out in droves and made this thing such a huge project for us. It's unbelievable. So, Outside the Box is moving to its own individual podcast feed starting in October. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod to know when that pod feed goes live so you can subscribe there. You don't miss a single beat of what Herm and I are bringing. You don't miss any guests. And uh, you can always drop those five-star ratings and reviews to uh, pump the pod feed up and uh, make it an even bigger success as we head into year two of lacrosse coverage right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So yes, the month of October, outside the box, its own podcast feed. Get hype. We'll see you guys soon. Let's get into the episode. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box Podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is episode number 75. We are three quarters of a way to a century of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Kyle Bennett, OTB Herm, is on the voice line. What's going on, brother? What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's a new month. You know, that means a few things. Tonight, we got some hockey coming back. You know, the Tinder... Uh paycheck went right through the old bank account today fifteen ninety nine to find myself a future wife but uh we're gonna get after it here i mean i'm excited to talk we got some pll to break down we have a little bit of nll news so uh it's gonna be a big day here for outside the box tinder not a sponsor of the outside the box podcast but if not they a want sponsor, to but i mean if you want sure if you want to we are totally down for that I mean, um, I'm also on the Bumble because of the Premier Lacrosse League, but that one's more for the business side of things. They I was all, looking for a BFF, but uh, they all swindle maybe I'll in have there. to switch it over. Maybe I'll have to switch it all over to the Bumble Romantic. What do they call it? Like Bumble, Bumble date? Romance or something? Bumble did, you, date. did you see the um, <laughs> in the commercial, Paul Rabel's like, some of these guys like business, some of them are looking for friends, most of them are dating. <laughs> like, <laughs> like RJ. Like, <laughs> Something tells me all those people that were on there work for the PLL. Oh, I think so too. I think it's like the legal people back in <laughs> California. Meanwhile, we're in Atlanta sweating our balls off. They just work in the <laughs> office. Um, so, man, I mean, yeah, so uh, thank you, Tinder, for another month of your business. Or I guess you're thanking me for another month of my <laughs> business. But uh, yeah. Good stuff there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod. And uh, like the old new intro that we fired up there before the intro, we are moving to our own podcast feed. It is coming, so uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter to know when that goes live. Um, but Herman, it's October 3rd. Happy Mean Girls Day. It is. Uh, what's today's date? 
It's October 3rd. It's October 3rd. <laughs> Which also means the Bruins get started tonight. You know, 82. the road to 82-0 and 0 is here. Nobody cares uh, about your Bruins. They care about this PLL All-Pro team, though. I, I think that plenty of our listeners enjoy the NHL just as much as they enjoy the PLL. So I just wanted you to let to have my opinion on this year's league. So 82-0 and 0 is the Bruins' record. Will we win the Cup? Yeah, probably. I mean, stay tuned. But, uh, no, we do need to talk all pro. I think that there were some snubs. I think that there, this this list could have been done a little bit differently, in my opinion. Yeah, so the uh, 2019 all-pro team came out this week, and uh, Kyle Davidi from Inside Lacrosse brought up a good point. He said, okay. He said, who voted on this? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yes. Wow, I've been, I, I, I see it once in a while, and I always call him Kyle Devitt. Yeah, Davidi. Davidi, that's a fancy one there, eh? I'm like 99.9% sure that's how it's pronounced. Oh, sorry, I mean, Kyle Davidi, okay. Um, okay. But he made a good point there. You know, who voted on the, yeah, the all-pro team? Too. Because Usually, in every other major sports league, the, the media, a.k.a. us, are the people who <laughs> vote for these things. The people who got to go to every weekend of these events and see these guys play. I mean, granted, I most of our lists are pretty similar you have a general consensus of who deserves what position on this list mm-hmm. or no position on the list but i think that there's people that should have had a voice in this that didn't i mean granted i know there's a huge staff back in la of people in lacrosse operations that we don't know or have ever met but i mean we were there we I just want to know who conjured up the list to be honest like i don't uh, even, yeah, I mean, I, i'm not Mad. Was it RJ? I'm not mad at this list. I just want to no, know. No, I'm not mad. I, I want to know more. who, like, I want to know the the ins and outs of how it was determined. Like, I'm just curious. I kind of also wish we would have known, like, that this list was going to get dropped that day. I wish we would. I wish that they would have done a all pro uh, second. What is it? Second team all pro? Mm-hmm. They call it. I wish they would have done one of those, and like maybe now that so many people have commented that they'll drop one next week. I just kind of wish we would have had this all laid out like towards the end yeah, of the season I mean, where like, we would. Even in the NBA, they have first, second, and third team all pro. Right, and like, granted, there's 32 teams in that league. There's only six in this, but still, there's enough talent in this league that there should have been two. I mean, there was guys breaking records left and right that aren't on this list, which is kind of horseshit in my opinion. Yeah, and my my biggest gripe is and that that's no, I should probably say that's no offense to anybody who's on this list. Absolutely not. So it's literally, just like I think that there were other numbers that were statistically better. So let's go through the list, and then we'll uh, we'll give our concerns, I guess you could say, or our uh, adjustments. Uh, so the attack line is the All Star Game captain, the League MVP, the Championship MVP, Matt Rambo, Connor Fields, who had a, a fantastic highlight reel of the season. And Marcus Holman. Yeah. Your midfield. Tom Schreiber. Oh, no, why don't we break it down from the attack? All right, though? let's break like, it down per So Matt I mean, Rambo. Uh, um, he, he, you have to put him on there. MVP of the league, MVP I'm of the okay championship. It. I'm fine with that, whatever. I think that they're, I mean, Matt's Matt. He's going to keep doing whatever he does. Uh, Connor, Fields, Connor Fields is obviously my favorite player in the entire world. I will be on the Connor Fields train till the day I die. That being said, I think that there's a guy who might deserve not this I, I don't even like that it's word deserve. deserve. I think I would have just put I would have put Justin Gutterding in this attackman core because of the statistic. I mean, what guy has ever scored two goals in every single game of a season that he's appeared in? Including that, that's the playoffs. Ridiculous. Including the playoffs. That's just absurd. That is literally the epitome of putting your team on your back and then to for Gutty to not make any lists or teams this year at the end of this season is 
I feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not it's not an fu or anything. It's just like, why is he getting overlooked? Because in my opinion, he was like the second best attackman of the season. Yeah, he was fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, that's an unreal year. And Marcus, obviously, we have to you have to give the credit where credit's due. And Marcus obviously scored a shit ton of goals. <laughs> he looked great. Like Justin Gutterding was tied for third with Marcus Holman in points on the season, and he was third in goals, only behind Marcus Holman, who had 33, and Will Manny, who led the league in goals with 35. Yeah, see, I mean, that's... I know. Here's my argument. State your case now here. So my argument, I agree with your Gutty take, but I would have put Gutty on my second team. Okay. Um, I'd have Matt Rambo. I'd have Will Manny, because, in my opinion, if a guy leads your league in points... And in goals at the end of the season, and sure, this is including the playoffs, and the PLL stated that on all of their platforms and everything. Right. Well, Manny had 50 points and 35 goals. That's that's absurd. How dude. is he not on a list? Yeah, how is it, how are you keeping that man off of a list? That's Will Manny and fresh. That's right also there. though why like I feel like you have to have two of them because Agreed. I mean because you have to still keep Connor Fields on a freaking list, man. I mean the kid Agreed. went off. He's like the most talented. Of, attackman on the face of the earth especially working from x and it's like it's just it's it's so tough and obviously these people are put in a tough position they have mm-hmm. this job where they have to make one all pro team and that's the decision the route and that maybe they went. this is something they learn from next year too and there's there's two all right. pro teams and i'm sure that that's part of it and they'll work on it for next season or we'll see a list pop up next week of a second team all True. pro because enough people have complained so my, my first team all pro would have been matt rambo will manny marcus holman because marcus holman finished with 43 points and he was second in the league in goals with 33 only behind will manny hashtag bunk bed boys you know what i bet they were trying to do there too though split it up yeah they didn't want to have two archers guys I mean, you would think the Archers would have won this whole league having those two attackers. That's absurd, eh? Granted, they put up, what, 25 goals in the in the playoff game? In the, in the one game against that one team. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my second team, though, I think we could go through this, too, because this is something right. that I we, mean, should, we, we might should as talk well. Second team all-pro attack for me would have been Connor Fields, because not that he didn't have a good season, but he did kind of tail off at the end, especially when Miles got hurt. You kind of saw teams being able to adjust to him, and he wasn't as dominant as he was early in the season. Still sure. love watching Connor play. He had a fantastic season. Just think I would have put him on a second team due to just statistical numbers there from Will Manny. I would have put Gutty because he was phenomenal best player on Chrome. And like you said, scored two goals in every single game, including their playoff games. And... I would have put Jules Henningberg on my second yeah, team all-pro. I would have probably gone Chef, Gutty, and Will for my first team, and then Connor, Jules, and Marcus. Who for, and Marcus for my second team. That's also just considering the fact that the Chrome doesn't have one person on this list. And mm-hmm. granted, they went two and ten. It is what it is. But they should have a guy on the all-pro list. I mean, it shouldn't be given to you, obviously, but like, I think that there should be someone representing each team on this list, and it's kind of ridiculous that they don't have one guy from the Chrome. Yeah, I mean, in points, you had Gutty with 43, who was tied for third with Marcus Holman, and tied right. for fourth was Jordan Wolf. Yeah, and Jordan, uh, that's one guy that kind of gets overlooked here underrated. at the end of the season. Because we're talk- oh, no, I wouldn't say he's underrated, because everybody knows him. Everybody knows his Everyone speed. Everyone knows, knows him. How- 
But with the guys that performed this year, he was not talked about nearly enough. Right, and I think a big part of that comes with the record and mm-hmm. just having a tough season as a Chrome squad. And Jordan so. Wolf also finished tied for sixth in, in goals with 22. I mean, yeah, Jordan is absurd, dude. And it, honestly, I think the Chrome are going to be so damn good next year, dude. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. saying this since probably like week four, maybe since Homewood, that like the Chrome have so much damn talent. They have it all. They have what they need. They just got to put it together. They got to be that. They got to stop losing games in the fourth quarter. To yes. be honest with you. That was the biggest struggle. But uh, no, yeah, I totally agree. I think we're basically on the same page, essentially, other than one or two spots yeah, there. And, and it's the same guys. We would have just flip-flopped them. Right, exactly. So uh, the middies, though, I mean, the middies, I think, this is, I think, is almost flawless, if not. Yeah, flawless. I think that's that's what it, I would have. Str- Tommy Tom is Schreiber. obviously game changer. He's the guy that you want your team to basically be based around. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a captain. He's a veteran, and he knows what the hell he's doing on the field. And he can command an offense from a midfield position. Jake, Jake Ricaro, I mean, one of the toughest guys Bomb in the squad. league. Bomb squad guy. I mean, he just goes off, and then. Channy is literally the two-point king. I, I granted Newman is the the two-point bomb guy, whatever you want to call him, the Newman, Newman nukes, nukes, Newman nukes guyer. But I mean, Channy is Channy. the guy who changed games with the two bomb, I including s- the championship game. I said this: Channy's the most game-changing midfielder in the league, and right. he deserves totally it. Hashtag it. our guy. Um, I think the only person that I can think of off the top of my head that I would put on a a second team right now it would be Sergio Parkovic. I, I could see Serge out there. I mean, there's a handful of guys. I mean, I would look at a list right now. I'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, I got to put him on there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, there's none that are popping up in my mind really quick right now. So we'll skip the all second team. We'll all come back there. to them. Um, yeah. Long stick midi, Mike Earhart. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's between him and Troy Ray. <laughs> it's it's, it's, or, it's you know, Mike, Scotty, Scotty Ratliff, Ratliff, and, and Troy. Yeah. yeah, those are the three guys, in my opinion. And honestly, Earhart's the guy who changed the most games here. He's mm-hmm. probably – I love Troy, but I think Earhart's probably the most talented LSM in the game. And th- there's no changing my mind on that. He's been doing it for years now. He obviously did it with Team USA. He's doing it in the PLL, and he's – Ton of fun to watch. So, if you yeah, went second I, team, would would, if you went second team, would it be Scotty or Troy? Um, ooh, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably go Scotty strictly based on offensive production. I love Troy. He's one of the best defensive LSMs in the game. He's unreal at freaking causing diversions and Scores shit. Two bombs. He has a. How does he have two two bombs now? One. I think. one two bomb. Yeah, and then Scotty had what probably five goals on the season. Had a bit more offensive production for the Archers, and I think that would earn him the spot. Troy's up and coming, though, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll he's figure it young. out. Yeah, he's so young, and he'll figure it out next year. I mean, he's still one of the most talented LSMs in the freaking game. Not someone you should ever overlook on your roster when you're going up against him. Mm-hmm. Face-off, and then kind of self-explanatory. I mean, the speed boy, Trevor. Trevor Baptiste. Yeah, I mean, you know, I the second saw... The second team All-Pro that we're doing right now is the interesting discussion, though. I mean, I'm going Nards. It's, I think Nards. I personally, th- I personally think Nards is the best faceoff guy in the league. <laughs> I, think, I mean, I, I love, think Nards I is love number Trevor, two. I think he's great, but I think Nards is number two, and he solidified that mostly um, because Greg got hurt a lot this year too. So Greg right. didn't get a full season in, but yeah. Nards really established himself this year and deserves to be second team All Pro. Easily, yeah. I mean, if anything, get this man an honorable mention or yeah. something on the page because obviously Trevor. Trevor is Trevor, and he's sick and going to just keep doing Trevor things. Speed, Speed boy. boy. 
I love having him on the wings, but like Nardzi, man, he is just a blast to watch. And I mean, he's going to be tearing it up in this league for years to come. Short stick defensive midfielder, Dominique Alexander. Couldn't agree more. This this guy earned the hell out of this mm-hmm. position. I mean, he is so much fun to watch. See, nobody hustles more than Dominique on the freaking field. I mean, this dude is—he's speed boy, and he's just like gritty as all hell. I love that about him. Defense, our guy Jared Newman, Newman Nukes, New New England Black Wolf. Jared Newman, we'll get into that mm-hmm. in a little bit. Tucker Durkin, Garrett Apple. Garrett Apple obviously deserves it like hell. Right. I mean, best defender, defenseman. I mean, I think Jared is one of the best defenders, but he also gives you that offense production. He's that a you two-way don't defender. Too. Right, and you don't see that too often. So he's a ton of fun to watch. Tucker, I mean, that third position, he's the third guy in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that there could have been a lot of cases made for other guys, uh, probably someone from the Redwoods in my opinion, whether it be Landis or Sexton or just – I mean, uh, maybe Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talent in the defensive core of this league, and I think that Tucker is one of the most aggressive, tough guys in the league, and he does change a lot of games. But I mean, that, that it's a very it's a very tough question because defenders aren't changing games too often. I mean, yes, they are. Don't get me wrong; that sounded wrong. But like this, they're not it's scoring tough. goals with every it's game. It's tough to be a game-changing defenseman. Right, like you can't judge a defender based on goals they're scoring and stuff like that. With Jared, you can obviously, but like with Tucker, it's like, yeah, induced ground balls and stuff like that. It's all important, but I mean, and with Garrett, the obvious is he causes turnovers. Right, I mean, cause turnovers is probably the thing I'm going off of, and if that's the case, then sure, yeah, go with it, man. Goalie, Blaze Reardon makes a ton of sense because he led the league in save percentage, and then second team, I think you and I both agree. Timmy, Trout, mean, Timmy Troutner uh, deserves some sort of recognition. Timmy Troutner is my first team. <laughs> I mean, Blaze has the save percentage, sure, but um, I'm going with Timmy. Timmy is, in my opinion, the best goalie in the world right now. I absolutely love watching the kid play, and he is he is so freaking talented, dude. Like, I don't even know where the future is for him, but like, it's gonna be way up in the sky so i mean he stood on his head all season long i feel like blaze tuckered out there a little in the end and i'd give it to timmy personally i'd go i'd go blaze because of what he did save percentage wise and how damn near every game he had at least 13 saves um my second team though as much of a redwoods guy as i am and i love timmy i'm going with your whips boy kyle burnmore was uh, that's a great point unreal. dude i mean I, I kind of based, I kind of based my uh, Timmy pick strictly on my opinion about the guy. But Bernie, I mean, the guy had Bernie a hell of a season. Had a hell of a season. He, he kept the whips in every single game. He had a game where he part. held a team to four goals. Yeah. And in the PM in the Premier Lacrosse League, for like, like that's disgusting. This isn't this isn't any slouch of a league, and it was the other team that they were playing in the championship. Mm-hmm. So it's like. If you can do that, yeah, sure as hell deserve this. Have a spot was, on one of the And it was lists. in Canada, so you got to think about the travel too and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, filth. Ha- that was a great weekend in Hamilton. I, damn. So, overall, the All Pro team again: Matt Rambo, Connor Fields, Marcus Holman, Tom Schreiber, Jake Fricaro, Mike Chan and Chuck, uh, LSM, Mike Earhart, Faceoff, Trevor Baptiste, SSDM, Dominique Alexander, your defense, Jared Newman. 
Tucker Durkin, Garrett Apple, and your goalie, Blaze Reardon. So congrats to the fellas right there. All of them. Yeah, I mean, all of them bunch of our there. guys. Our, have have yeah. every single one of these guys either been in a vlog or on the pod for the most part? Almost. I want to say pretty much all like of them. I would say like at least 60%. That's a pretty big deal for us. I mean, that's pretty sick, eh? Yeah, because we've, we've had Matt Rambo. Chef, I got Connor on one of the vlogs Connor just Fields. didn't have audio. Tom uh, Schreiber. Connor Fields' father. That counts. Family affair. Uh, uh, Channy. Yeah, Tommy. Channy. Trevor. Earhart was on a vlog once. Trevor. Uh, Trevor. Blaze was on the vlog. Jared. Yeah. Tre- That's a squad. Uh, was Marcus Holman on a vlog? Uh, no, not this season. I mean, he, he was too handsome for the camera. Definitely think you I know? interviewed him, so that counts. Didn't didn't need him to uh, outdo me on the vlog, you know. Can't be getting these tens on it with uh, with me. <laughs> Um, so that's your your all pro squad right there, and uh, hopefully we see a second team all pro because there's a lot of guys deserving. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. I mean, I think it was pretty cool too the way that they came out with all the numbers mm-hmm. and statistics for everyone. And just so we, I gotta update this now now that we're through playoffs or whatever. But uh, Kyle Brenler actually did have a higher save percentage than Blaze at the oh, end wow. of the season. So um, yeah, I mean, where where's the recognition there, people? Yeah, but uh, Timmy Timmy did end up in third, a little bit lower than I thought it was, but uh, still hell of a freaking season, dude. That seventeen goal game hurt him. Yeah, it really did. Honestly, I mean, maybe if he didn't have that, he might have probably led the league. Honestly, because he what he I think he gave up. I want to say he gave up like thirteen that game, mm-hmm. probably maybe, and that yeah, I mean, that was a tough it game happens. to watch. Well, you know what? It's all good. I mean, he's still young. He's going to win so many damn goalie awards over the next however many Decade. years his career lasts. Yeah. I mean, his season, his career is going to last forever, dude. So, uh, Hell yeah. Congrats to the All-Pro team. Well-deserved. And, uh, you know, as more PLL off-season stuff starts to come out, we'll be talking about it. But we're on the horizon of NLL season right now. Yeah, dude. You know what else the All-Pro team reminded me of, though, dude? This super comfortable T-shirt I'm wearing right now. Brought to you by our friends over at Design Tree. You guys got to go check it out. They have the absolute. I was actually walking with my friend the other day, and she was like, "Herm, where'd you get this T-shirt from?" And I was like, "You got to go get one. It's on our Design Tree storefront. It's got our logo on it. We have other designs with all of our best inside jokes and different podcast things. If you go there right now and use offer code Design Tree, that's D S G N Tree five, you'll get five dollars off your first order." You got to get suited up for the NLL season, baby. We got all of that OTB gear, and we are stoked for you to be rocking it. It has changed, though. It's just DSGN5. Oh, it's just DSGN5. My bad. Oh, come on. I almost made it all the way through an ad read without messing up. That is a talent. It happens. Let me tell you. But, yes, Design Tree, the homies over there. You can get your Newman Nukes t-shirts. We are working on getting an actual hot sauce made, so... Stay tuned for off-season activities. On it. Uh, you can get your Chef Rambo, the OG Chef Rambo shirt, the OTB logo shirt, the Ding Ding boxing lacrosse gloves, and all the other good underground sports Philadelphia t-shirts as well. Yo. Plus, Herm, fall is approaching. Hoodies are coming. Keep your eyes peeled on our storefront for all of our t-shirt designs as hoodies. You know who's going to be rocking a Ding Ding shirt soon? The Jared guy. Newman. That'd be amazing because Jared Newman, guys, has signed a contract with the New England Black Wolves, and uh, the East just keeps getting more beastly. 
Dude, you think he's going to drop the mitts at all this season? This was probably my thought question of the week for you. I mean, I would love to see Jared Newman fight. This dude, he's got long arms. He's strong as hell. He's tough as a nail. I mean, I think he could drop him. I think he'd be a great fighter, personally. Jared versus Miles Jones? No, no, no. I don't. Miles is too pretty for that shit, dude. Come on. I think it would be like Jared versus Chet Konechny or Konechny. <laughs> Jared, Jared, ver- Miles tries to do some some dumb shit to try to barrel through, and Jared's Dude, like, "Oh, that hell should no. be the matchup." Well, uh, righty, right? Yeah, I mean, it would work. Let's. I would love a Jared Miles matchup. That would be great, man. Essentially, I mean, Boston versus New England. Yeah, dude, that would be Boston. Where are you getting Boston? Oh, it's New England. Like, yeah, it's Mohegan Sun, you know. You know. It's a great spot. Speaking yeah. of Mohegan Sun, shout out to the Connecticut Sun. They just sold Did out. Did they win? So, they won game two, sold out game three at Mohegan. That's sick. Shout out to our friends there. Burn it down. I can't, can't wait for them to sell it out for New England Black Wolf season. Burn it down, baby. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah, Jared, yeah. Jared Newman is now in the NLL, and it's, it's dope to see all these PLL guys now playing year-round. Yeah, I think that's awesome. These guys finally have the financial freedom to be able to play in the NLL and not have to go out and do endorsement work or work full-time jobs during the winter. Or camps and, you know, relying on guys to show up to camps. Right, the tough stuff. I mean, it was a true grind to be a professional lacrosse player until the PLL, and now these guys can sign pretty lucrative deals for the summer and then work, play an indoor game in the winter. And still get sponsorships and do all that good stuff. It'll be super interesting to see Jared with the shorty out there, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what be, I'm most be, intrigued about. It'll be a bit of a learning curve for him. The footwork's a bit different, obviously, but I think that'll be very good at it. I mean, he especially plays with a, his basketball background. That and he plays an incredibly tight uh, defense mm-hmm. on the field. Like he is up there with the pole. He's not necessarily throwing long, hard checks. He's he's getting you with cross checks and getting cl- up tight and close because he can he has the footwork to maneuver around guys really quickly so i don't think it'll change his game too much which will be really awesome because i mean he's so damn quick with his feet i mean that footwork is honestly flawless at this point i mean he works on it a lot you can tell mm-hmm. and you know him yeah. coming from the basketball background i know it gets talked about a ton just like how jimmy graham played basketball um who's jimmy graham tight end for the I'm, Packers. i'm just kidding um, i was totally joking dude but you know I think it's going to help with him being indoors. It's just that tight quarters, you know, most of these places are in basketball arenas too. So him having that familiarity factor, I think, is going to play a big part in a an easier adjustment. Certainly, man. I'm stoked for it, though. I mean, he's not a guy you're going to see scoring goals or anything. Speaking of which, I should probably talk about my two-bomb joke that I made on Twitter the other day that apparently wasn't that funny. But, total um, joke, guys. It's a total it was a joke. joke. I was joking about the two-point line in the NLL. It was a complete joke, but uh, it's okay. I forgive you for not laughing, but but it I was left. a joke. I mean, I, I, I don't think... Even if they did add a two-point line, though, man, people are going to still be crease-diving. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, the PLL brings in the two-point line this season so that it's actually possible to score a two-pointer. It's not like you just saw guys ripping two bombs the yeah. entire time. I mean, it would literally be like once a game you saw someone maybe take a shot from two. So, I mean... Granted, it was a joke, first of all, but second of all, it wasn't, like, dude, it wouldn't affect the game that much, man. I don't even know who you are, Mr. Picture of a Chimney Chonga in your profile, whatever. (laughs) And I don't even think it would really work that well in the indoor game with all the switching that happens more than that. Right. I mean, there's, like, three guys, like, Mark Matthews, Tom Schreiber, uh, 
Kevin Crowley. Those are like the dudes who are going to fire it from the outside. The rest of them are still working up tight. Mm-hmm. Kyle Matisse is still going to be crease diving. Chef's going to be crease diving. Blaze is going to be crease diving. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are like, I don't know. It wouldn't have changed it that much. Sorry about the tangent. But um, I'm, I think it would be sick if like Jared could have the opportunity for a two bomb in this league. He, he agreed. I mean, Let's I mean make it's it not a, a bad idea. <laughs> so, um, no, I mean, I'm, dude, I'm stoked for this NLL season. You know what I'm even more stoked about, though? Being a freaking de- degenerate. I was going to say, NLL we're degenerates season. for two-pointers, and we're degenerates when it comes to gambling. And uh, Herm's about to lose a lot of paychecks soon because... I am going to be losing all the paychecks because we are finally legally allowed to gamble on the NLL. The NLL has announced a game integrity partnership with Genius Sports... As of October 2nd, uh, so the, the press release says the National Lacrosse League, the largest and most successful professional lacrosse property in the world, today announced a multi-year partnership to ensure the integrity of the league's games with Genius Sports, a global leader in sports data and technology. Genius Sports will conduct a global assessment of current betting activity on NLL games and also project the likely growth given the emergence of a legal sports betting market in the U.S., Hashtag, thank you, Comcast Spectacore, for putting sports books in the Wells Fargo Center. We have multiple sports books <laughs> to be hitting during the games this season, and that's what I'm most excited about. I mean, we're going to be able to gamble, work, vlog, and hang out with people all at the same time. I mean, that it's is going to the... draw more fans in too, more than anything, because we saw this when we were covering the Arena Football League this summer too. Right. When they partnered with DraftKings, it brought a whole new fan base in because you were able to bet on arena football, which is solely based around scoring. The National Lacrosse League, most of the time, you're you're seeing high-scoring games. Yeah, dude. I mean, people love wasting their money, and I am one of those people. I mean, <laughs> you can if you can mess with it. I mean, do it. Uh, that my only thing is, is it the same rules now in Canada though? So like, the, uh, obviously, I am talking about the Battle of the Barn here. People, when I go out to Saskatchewan and uh, Calgary, um, the apparently these fans they like to drink, they like to have a good time. I feel like they would be the people who spend the most money for NLL betting. So I mean. Is it the same? I'm sure. It's, I'm sure we could figure this out through the NHL. I'm sure you probably can. It's probably the same. So uh, the rest of the press release goes on to say, according to the deal, Genius Sports will conduct that global assessment of current betting activity on NLL games and also project the likely growth uh, with the emergence of legal sports betting uh, in the U.S. Drawing on its global leadership and advising governing bodies on how to manage betting-related issues, Genius Sports will uh, craft a recommended operational and internal communications framework for the NLL, drawing on best practices around the world. The NLL and Genius Sports will work together to establish an educational program for players, officials, and other stakeholders to understand the betting environment and be alert to potential integrity problems. And Genius Sports will monitor the lacrosse betting markets and provide the league with alerts regarding any suspicious activity. So pretty much don't be Pete Rose. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to see Kevin Crowley copping out at the half, walking up to one of these spots at the Welly and placing some bets on the rest of the game. (laughs) But this is gonna this is gonna bring so many, like a different fan into the National Lacrosse League, and it's gonna be dope as hell. Because now, depending on how they go about this, whether it's through DraftKings or FanDuel with just money lines, or if there's you know daily fantasy 
that is yep. a, a huge success, especially in the NFL. It's emerging in the NBA. I mean, they're running bookies out of business here. I mean, Absolutely. nobody's going to be going to their town bookie anymore and dropping 20 under the bar and well, you placing got, their bet on the wings. And, and Wells Fargo Center, especially since we're in Philly, the, the two sports books coming to the arena that are going to open very soon as flyer season gets underway and sixer season right around the corner too, and then wing season uh, kicking off at home in January, like they're going to be open and, and there, and people are going to want to expect that to be open more than likely for their lacrosse games. And and you know what'll be nice is the Flyers and Sixers will be there during the week too. I'm mm -hmm. sure people are going to be placing bets on Wings games during the week for sure, leading up to the game. So I mean, if you have odds out, I mean, it's going to just bring in money. I'm sure that the NLL is going to catch a slice of that. So it's going to be I mean, better, you know, breakdowns too because we'll be able to talk about over/unders. We'll have better money line type right. things to talk about. Uh, that's the fascinating thing about the NLL, though. I mean, like last year we so see tough. the team. We see a team like the Black Wolves kind of start off with a pretty shitty record, but then hop into that little winning streak there. I mean, these games aren't very predictable, man, and all the teams are fairly similar. So I think it'll be interesting for gambling. I think it'll be great because, I mean, obviously we got fans just trying to waste their money. Mm -hmm. And um, then, I mean, it just adds a whole new dynamic, and I think it's something that the NLL has finally really just grown into here. And I think we, I mean, we saw it coming because of, you know, totally. when we did our first episode almost a year ago, because as you guys listen to this, it'll have been a year since we announced OTB. Um, That's wild. Freaking crazy. You guys Insane. are savages. But when we sat down with the commissioner at the league office, you know, he talked about how he wants to get sports gambling involved. He talked about how he wants to have, you know, a video game franchise for the National Lacrosse League eventually. Like, he is, right. he, the commissioner is looking at this, from the right point of view of growing this league, and we've seen it well, you know, you know coming nice, to fruition man? in so many ways. This guy is not a like he's a lacrosse guy, sure, but he's a businessman. I mean, he's out here trying to grow a league. He's got money on the line. He's got a job on the line. I feel like there's been plenty of times where that kind of got overlooked by people who enjoy the sport a little bit too much mm -hmm. and got wrapped up in the league itself. This guy, I mean, as much as he wants the league or as much as he wants like the games and lacrosse to be good, he wants the league to be more successful. So that's what you want to see. I mean, hopefully we can get get some money flowing here get these guys some bigger contracts maybe through an addition in a sign like this or like like let's get like a fan duel type fan thing DraftKings, something like right. that one of, one of those companies to sponsor a league with millions and millions of dollars where they can start to pay these guys a bit more maybe get them some christmas bonuses or something and i think we saw the start of like these big name type things at the end of last season when geico came in when geico became a sponsor of the league that's when you and i were like holy shit like Things are about to start, you know, snowballing into right. a positive, you know, framework for these big name companies to be like, okay, if Geico is looking at this league as an investment, we can do the same thing. And it's going to be the same way, you know, if, if DraftKings can invest in the Arena Football League, which it's no slouch, it's the second longest running professional football league in the world, but it's a, it's a league with six teams. If they can invest in that, Who's to say DraftKings or FanDuel can't invest in a team right now, in a league right now that has 13 teams and is going to continue to grow for the next two to three years before they kind of, you know, let things simmer and then continue to grow? Right. And you know what the best part is? I mean, lacrosse, the, they can have people gambling literally every minute of every game because there's so many shots taken on net. There's so many goals scored. I mean, these things flip flop ground in a balls. matter of seconds. You get, yeah, you get a freaking stat line on ground balls. 
I'll be betting on that. Hell yeah, Trevor Baptiste takes over, the over, over every face time. Offs. Yeah. Nick, you There's can bet so on many... his face-off percentage. You can bet on, you know, goalie save percentage. You can vote on, uh, you know, just over-under on team statistics. Like, there's so yep. much to incorporate here. And I'm not saying that, you know, we started Fantasy NLL, but we started Fantasy NLL. It was, you know, rotisserie style under, Fantasy NLL. under the radar. On an Excel spreadsheet. The, uh, we the save timestamp is there. The last time it was it open is. was early 2019 because it just it became too much for us to handle. It, because it we need that platform. But even even looking at this, too, even if it's not daily, you could look at this down the line, too, and look at a company like Yahoo or something that is one I mean, of the better. It'll be, it'll be a weekly thing. I mean, there's, yeah. you only play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, I'm saying, like, you could do a daily, like, FanDuel lineup for Friday games, and then you could do oh, one on Saturday yeah. games. Hell yeah. That's a great idea. But I'm saying, even if, like, you know, you go into a league type thing like fantasy football is. And, you know, a, a company like Yahoo Fantasy picks up the NLL and you have it on a platform that we lacked when we were doing right. it. It's going to be a lot easier to manage through an app than it is on Google Sheets on a computer. Right. I mean, you're not going to be looking through a list of 400 names. You have a whole database next... available to you. Right. And that and it'll then give you the projections, number one overall mm-hmm. picks and stuff. I mean, it'll be like what? Like Lyle, uh, Curtis. Kevin all at the top there, and then you just dwindle it down to, like, goalies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of goalies, I mean, we didn't really get to talk much about the indoor classic, but uh, freaking Goa Abrams is probably one of my most exciting wings. You love picks Goa. Dude, I love Goa Abrams. I think that he's going to be the wing starter this year, man. I think he's going to be so talented. He's so he's good. He's going to take over for Higgins? Yeah, I think so, dude. Dude, he's so good. He is so good, he's man. He's good, I, but Higgins is a stud, man. Dude, Goa looked – he just was comfortable between the pipes, and you love to see it. I mean, I'm excited for the wings because we'll finally have a goalie now. I mean, We're it's, still it's, back the same infrastructure for the most part, minus those two guys that we lost in the expansion draft. But, I mean, we're, we also picked up Krugie. I mean, I think Krugie will fit right in in this lot, roster. So, I mean – I'm excited, dude. But uh, Goa, Goa looked great. Uh, it's big... good to have two goalies that we can rely on, too. Right. I mean, we have we haven't had that. We, no. uh, let's not mention the other guys that we used to have. I mean, Derusio <laughs> got hurt last year. It's not like he was great, but like he was also battling multiple he injuries. He was sustainable. But, uh, like, I really, I really thought the way things were going, Chris Collins was going to be between the pipes at one point. I did, too. I was ready for him to be like the emergency goalie or whatever. <laughs> NHL, dude. If if Collins gets in a game, I will freak the hell it's out. Like I might jump on the field in a, a legal <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Imagine me running out there with my vlogging camera. Chris, how does it feel to be back on the turf in a game? <laughs> oh Meanwhile, my God. the, the Welly security staff is tasing me because they are savages in Philadelphia and don't let people run on the field. <laughs> but yeah, dude, dude no. But, um, before we go any further, huge shout out to uh, Team Canada winning their fifth straight World Indoor League Championship. I mean, Indoor Lacrosse Championship, sorry. Um, that's insane. I mean, I really thought that the Iroquois were going to come out and be able to take them down. But, um, you know, it, it just gets more and more competitive each and every year, and you love to see it. That's Team England. I mean, Team England's freaking talented. So big Frank. Big Big Frank between the pipes. They're gonna be they're gonna be a contender coming up here in the future. So. Shout out to our boy Tim Samish, also playing in the WILC. 
Dude, Timmy is going to be good. Timmy, Timmy has a lot of potential. He's just got to. I think he needs to play with a little bit more confidence. I think that's the only thing he was lacking out there on the floor. He's he's got plenty of size. He's got the knowledge to be out there. I think he just needs to be more confident with his checks and just working. I think it was on mostly hand. that was his biggest stage that he's ever played yeah. on for for indoor. Other lacrosse. than like the NFL. I mean, for for indoor lacrosse, that was the no, biggest no, stage he's played on. And, you know, outdoor, he was in PLL training camp and everything, too. So, like, he had that experience. But um, shout out to Team USA. Got the bronze. Yeah, I mean, honestly, as long as we're competing for that bronze medal every year, I'm, I'm cool with it. Because, I mean, our team is getting better each year. And, I mean, the top three teams are the top three teams for a reason. You're most talented in the freaking world. Obviously, Tohoka. I mean, this kid, I just need him Dude. to freaking be a professional lacrosse player already. He because- be a wing. I need him to be a wing. I need him to be a whip snake. And honestly, he'll be on whatever expansion team Lyle's on next year. But <laughs> we'll get into that some other time. Um, oh, my God. Wow, yeah. Think about how unreal that PLL team is going to be. Lyle, Tahoga. Team USA, though, they did give the Nationals a, a quality game. Yeah, hell yeah, they did. And they even gave Canada a little bit of a mm-hmm. run there at the end. Obviously, game one against Canada was a bit of a landslide. But... I mean, that's back. Yeah, I mean, they were missing all their whip snakes, guys, and so it is what it is. World, that was a big chunk of their team, too. It was Rambo, Connor yeah. Kelly. Like, there was a big chunk. Worlds is going to be a huge, huge, huge event coming up in the next few years. So, I mean, you might as well hop on the train now because we'll be there next year. Just please keep it on the East Coast. Yeah, let's go to Ontario next year. I mean, let's bring it to the it East up. Coast because I wasn't really, because of, you know, me working my normal pay the bills job. Being up at 11 o'clock for a start of a game was not ideal. Yeah, and, uh, it was weird to out at like 2.30 about your the bo- championship Your boy needs game. sleep in order to function, guys. And Yeah, that was As much as I out. love our homies out in Vancouver, which I'm very hyped that they're hyped to, you know, catch up with us and build that relationship as they expressed on the Twitter.com, um, the, the West Coast time killed me. And I, I didn't yeah. get to watch much except for highlights and... Uh, you know, just bring it to the East Coast. It makes it easier for everybody. Yeah, dude. I mean, we saw so much talent, though, man. It's so much. Curtis Dixon, Dane Best Smith. player in the league. Curtis and is probably the best player. And Dane Doby. I mean, all these dudes are just ridiculous. All Dane freaking Smith, rough. Dane back. Smith, breakout player of the year? Dane Smith. That's your I boy. Mean, obvious, he's always been a box guy, in my opinion, and he's such a good one. I, I freaking love watching him play. But, dude, you, I made a tweet about it that kind of went viral low-key. Zed Williams. Stud. <laughs> Keep that name on your freaking map. Because I think he's going to be he better this year, too, off. in Georgia because Holden's not there. Yeah, I think he'll have a bit more of a spotlight He's going to be more year. involved in that offense now that Holden Katoni is not kind of that number three option. It's going to be Zed Williams. Right. And Zed looked comfortable as all hell and just so freaking talented out there on the floor. I mean, he was playing with all the confidence in the world. And, Cue I mean, you EDM. love to see it. Cue the yeah, EDM. <laughs> he, he was a great time, man. I loved it. Um, that was that was yeah. a freaking blast. Zed's, Zed's going to be really good this year. He's one of my guys that I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Um, the first half of that game was probably the best box lacrosse game I've ever watched in my life. It was unreal. It was so good, Shout dude. Shout out to the homie Kyle Jackson putting on a show in WILC, yep. too. I look great. Honestly, everybody looked good that we're tight with from the league, which was you, you love to see. Mm-hmm. You want to see your boys you succeed. You want to see your boys so. succeed. Brett Manny, I mean, he's just doing Brett Manny. He's Manning gnarly, thing. man. He's, he's, he's one of the. He's still doing it. 
he is one of the most fun uh, like people just to watch just because you know he's got the best personality in the world you can you can judge someone based on their lacrosse skills but when you have a personality and character like brett mm-hmm. manny out there on the field you loved or on the box on the floor you love to see it man he was balling. Team USA. I was I was thoroughly impressed to be honest. I was like, too. I think that will be in the I think that will be in the championship game next year. I think we'll be able to take down the Iroquois or Canada and make it into that game because for what it's worth, I mean, Canada's getting a little bit older. If I'm not mistaken. There's some older guys on that team. And Team USA is full of a bunch of young dudes. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I don't know if Brett's going to hang around for another year. He's obviously probably getting a little bit. I know he's got two more years on his NLL contract now, so he'll be out. Team USA like is is quite young. You got Rambo, you got Trevor, Connor Kelly, Blaze, like all young to mid twenties, and that's a good sign for for the Team USA squad. Yeah, and then we got guys joining the NLL this year who have not played very much box in their life that might have an opportunity mm-hmm. to crack the squad next year. So that'd be pretty sick. And I mean, a big part of it too is just like the guys that are playing PLL that might not want to make the jump into the WILC. The like WILC, here, here's here's one of my takes. The WILC is going to pay dividends for nobody more than Connor Kelly. You think? Because Connor Kelly is going to go from the WILC playing for Reggie uh-huh. To go into New York playing for Reggie. Yeah, no, I can get with that. I mean, and I think that it's going to grow a big fan base because Connor was kind of known as the Maryland guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have much influence on the box game, and he has a big following just of his, like, his brand. That he's, he's the bringing. face of that franchise right now. Right. He's now the face of the Riptide, and he's going to be the face of the USA lacrosse program in the upcoming years. So I can get with that. I sure. think it's going to pay dividends because he's going to go from playing with his head coach to playing with his head coach and implementing. I'm sure Reggie implemented some things that they're going to be doing in New York to this Team USA squad. Oh, yeah, for sure. It might have been more vanilla, but it's going to be there, and it's going to help Connor just continue to to grow as a box lacrosse player, and I think he's going to have a fantastic season for New York. No, I totally agree, and I can't wait to see him and, like, Brownie out there together. I mean, it's going to be a – and Miles. It's going to be a freaking blast. Matt Cavanaugh. Kavanaugh, yeah. I mean, the names go on. It's kind of crazy. Just kind of literally, It's literally your all-pro indoor PLL squad. <laughs> PLL takes the indoors. Dude, Farrell, Farrell's going to be freaking game-changing for that mm-hmm. team. I, I don't understand how he went that far without getting picked up Third in the round. draft. Third round, dude. I mean, I would have – I mean, obviously the Wings took Trevor in the first round second last round. year. Oh, second round. We took him in the second round. I mean, gosh, I – I'm shocked that Connor fell that far, to be honest with you. But you know what? You love to see it. I think he's going to be Those battles huge. are going to be gnarly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Truthfully, I, because, you know, there's a lot of, of debate about a face-off guy in the NLL, like, being a specific face-off guy. I think mm-hmm. Trevor and Connor being in the league now as two of the younger players in the league, too, is going to change the outlook for teams moving forward. I think it's a combination of that, and I think it's going to be a different way you see people in taking faceoffs, mm-hmm. which is going to be fun because you're going to see Connor and Trevor having actual battles out there. Usually, it's a quick sweep and try and go with it in the and in, in the indoor uh, in the box game. So, I mean, because you look at Saskatchewan, like Jeremy Thompson is their faceoff guy. Right. I mean, he's just trying to sweep one out and right. win the town ball. So, if Trevor and Connor can go at it and have like good face-off battles, it'll be so. And you know, we're gonna have like a different setup than the PLL. They're not gonna. It's not the ball's not gonna be lined up on the shooting strings like it is on the PLL. So these guys are gonna have some clamp battles. You know, you're gonna have to get after it. Trevor's gonna chip 
plenty of teeth, and uh, it's going to be great. Trevor is going to need a dental sponsor more than anybody. Dude, I mean, he chipped more teeth at the indoor. (laughs) World indoor. Poor Trev, man. He's got such a good smile, too. He's got a gorgeous smile. I mean, he's a handsome dude, so, I mean... Get that stuff. Get it worked on. At least put on. Just put on a mouth guard, dude. Speed just why? Just why you take the face offs? Like, jeez. As I'm like scrolling down Twitter here, and Greg's showing us how to clamp on the ball. <laughs> that handsome devil. Oh, he is. I mean, okay. Also, side note. I just hope to be like one one hundredth the father that he guys he like he so and Chris awesome. Collins. Dude, he and Chris Collins, I follow them both, obviously, both friends Dad of goats. the podcast. They are some of the best fathers on the face of the earth. I mean, they take care of their babies every single – I mean, Greg's son now is, what, like two years old or something. something like but that. The videos of so, Greg's son running around in his gear. Oh, so hilarious. shit ever. Oh, did you watch the video actually yesterday of Greg on the playground with his son? Yes. And he, he's trying to explain wood chips on the ground to him. <laughs> and then Greg at the end goes – yeah, I mean, we just live in a world of idiots. <laughs> like, uh, oh, this kid's screwed. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Shout out to Beast. Shout out to Collins. Um, yeah, but amazing. yeah, so I think that's all we got for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how this uh, progression of NLL and sports gambling kind of develops. It's coming. Like, it's inevitable. It's like Thanos. Um, so we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at OTB Laxpod. You can follow Herm at OTB Herm. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Shout out to the old AOL Instant Messenger for that one. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Get hype for the for the new feed. And uh, you can also follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we will catch you guys next week as we start our season previews. We go team by team. In the NLL, it's going to be a magical ride as the season is about a, about a month away. A month away from training camp, man. I'm stoked. It's going to be, be great. So fun. Happy so. birthday to me. As always, we love you guys. Thank you for the continued support. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the new feed very, very soon. So make sure you're following us on Twitter for that because that's where it's going to be full-blown announced. And uh, until next time, this has been episode number 75 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Herm, I'm Kyle. Shout out to Design Tree, and we will see you guys soon. Peace.